What We're Not Talking About with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Today is going to be a good one. Not only is the day going to be a good one, but this episode is going to be a good one. We're going to talk about a trigger that I had, and we're going to dissect it and talk about it, and obviously had to do with mental health. And I think this is going to be a really insightful and also educational few minutes to help everyone from people that are dealing with mental health illnesses to helping to the people that are trying to help people with mental health illnesses and everywhere in and far between and outside of that spectrum as well. Last night, I was in a bad mood. I was in a really bad mood. I ate something that disagrees with me and I have a autoimmune disorder, so that it just makes everything worse. Luckily, the symptoms that I have are pretty, I forget the word that they use, but it's nothing life-threatening. For instance, I get really itchy, like everywhere. Like I'm very itchy right now and it's excruciating, but it's something that I've had to deal with and I take antihistamines to help me with that, but it sucks. But as you can imagine, if you're itchy and there's a few other symptoms that come out and you're just like, oh, this sucks, like I'm having a bad day. I was on Instagram last night, way too late, like maybe midnight. And I came across the po- a post by another person in the mental health, wellness, like let's change the world space. And it was calling people out. And I got really triggered, like really triggered, like too triggered. Because, well, one, for a long period of time in adolescence, I would be someone who would have considered suffered or experienced, I don't like to say suffer, but it was a bit of a suffer, experienced borderline personality disorder. And a way that that presented in me was that I thought everyone was talking about me. Add to the fact that I'm only child and I think I'm the center of the world. It just compounds the borderline personality disorder where you think people are talking about you and creating judgment around you and all these very invalid most of the time experiences that you know or you think you know to be true. And I still get these moments too much, to be honest, but I've been able to understand what's happening and calm myself down. But I think this specific example is very important to talk about. So in this post, oh, I just want to point out this had nothing to do with me. I don't think this person knows I exist. So just let's put that out there. But this person was calling out the people in the mental health space that advocate for exercise or yoga or meditation and other more holistic, potentially, let's use the term, woo-woo solutions to mental health management. Not fixing your mental health, just managing your mental health. And it was at least the way that I perceived it. Granted, I was quite angry last night. So, you know, everything is a mirror. If you haven't listened to that episode, please do. It will be linked in the show notes. But I, it came across as quite angry to me. And I, I love a fiery post because there's a lot of passion behind it. There's a lot of like desire 
on getting a point across. And I think it can be quite powerful. We've seen it in the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen it in a lot of other movements in 2020, let alone, you know, before. And I love it. But this one really triggered me. It really triggered me because I was seemingly someone that she or they, the person is a female and identifies as one. She called out and I really got upset. And I went into little girl Amy mode and I threw a tantrum by myself in the comfort of my bed at midnight. <laughs> and I was like, well, she doesn't know shit. Blah, blah, blah. Who is she? Like, I suffered for 27 years through my mental health illnesses. I wasn't diagnosed for the tw- for the first 20 years. Like, blah, 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 blah. like just little rampage that I felt like I wasn't heard. And I think it's ironic because I reread it this morning and I realized that really at the core of her message was that she wasn't being heard or other people in her space were not being heard. And we're both right and we're both wrong. And for us to both be able to acknowledge it, I mean, she doesn't know this is happening. I don't even think she knows I exist, so it doesn't really matter. But for me, like, it's important to be able to acknowledge that in certain moments, I'm right. And in certain moments, I'm wrong. And I think that's really interesting and helps me truly understand that mental health isn't as uniform or as binary as we like to think. It's not either you're dealing with it or you're not. It's not that you can do it and you cannot. And I do have an added benefit, I think, that I'm very self-motivated And I've always been in competition with myself. I swam competitively as a child and adolescent. And when you swim competitively, you're just trying to get better on your own time. Yeah, there's other people and you can race against them. But I wasn't that great. I wasn't meddling or anything like that. So I didn't try to put like I wasn't focused on getting like winning against other people. I was just focused on getting myself better. And I know that is a belief system that a lot of people don't have. And I do recognize my privilege in having that. I mean, it's created a lot of other issues in my life. But when it comes to, let's say, getting better, it's really worked to my advantage. At least I view it like that now. I don't think I would have viewed that a long time ago. But what was the most interesting thing was that this person talked about how Some people have access or don't have access to solutions. And I understand that. And that sucks. Uh, And that's one reason why I, in my own brand and space, try to help other people do things that they do have access to, like exercise. Yeah, you might not be able to go to a gym or swim in a pool, but you can go outside and have a walk. Or you can do 10 push-ups in um, your living room or bedroom or outside in the park. And one of my favorite quotes, I talk about quotes a lot, is, and I'm going to paraphrase, but the one about Jim Carrey where he says, I believe depression is very real, but I also don't, I also believe that if you don't exercise, take care of yourself and a bunch of other things, you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. And that's really after my whole little trigger and my understanding of what was happening is what I realized is that for me, there was a long period of time where when people were telling me or suggesting to me that I do things to help me with my mental health from exercising to meditating to all this stuff, I was like, you're full of shit. Leave me alone. I am struggling for real. Like you have no idea what I'm going through. Get up on your little high horse, basically wave the trauma around like a badge of honor. 
And I did that. Didn't feel like I was doing that back then. Like, I want to be very honest. It did not feel like I was doing it. It was really a cry of like, I'm hurt and I need someone to see me and hear me and know what I'm truly going through and stop throwing all these stupid solutions at me. And I felt that in that post. And I got really triggered because I remembered that feeling of being that person, that girl. I'm going to say little girl because a lot of the times when I personally feel attacked, I revert to this scared little eight-year-old girl when all of the problems really started to compound. And that's when I realized that, okay, maybe what I'm doing isn't actually a once or it's not for everyone. Maybe what that mental health influencer is doing is not for anyone as well. So how do we deal and move through the world trying to help other people without attacking or calling out people in this space? Because there is another side to this story. And I really truly believe that the base of what that person's post was, which was like, don't ignore the suffering, don't just throw all this stuff on and There was a line that I found that was really interesting. It said something about like, just because your lived experience goes this way doesn't mean everyone else's does. And I felt that. But I would also present that statement back to that person. Because for me, I was in that space for quite some time. And then I realized, wow, I've been living with these mental health illnesses for a long time. And I have known something wasn't necessarily right with me. Maybe not right. That's not the correct word. But I knew something wasn't, let's say, quote unquote, normal with me, according to the textbook idea of what a normal human being is, if you can even say that. I knew something. there, There was something like a little different. There was something that I needed to learn about myself and learn to manage And then that would be kind of the secret or the key to unlock everything. And it was true. And that was intuition telling me for a long time. But a lot of people in their mental health journey, I hate using that word, but their journey are not there yet. They're not to a point where they can see like, whoa, I have suffered for a really long time. And if I keep in this mindset or belief system that I don't have the ability to do something that's going to keep me pretty stuck. And it's hard to say this because I know if you don't really know me or you don't understand my my life experiences and what I've seen and done and been through and have had to process, I might just sound like some random chick on social media talking about out of her ass, right? But for me, I got to a point where I just, I couldn't wait for something to get better because that's what I was doing for a really long time. I was realizing that I couldn't get out of bed. I was realizing that I couldn't shower. I was realizing that I had trouble keeping relationships intact from romantic to platonic to familial. And I realized that just there was a lot of stuff that was just happening to me that I was really out of control. And I did need someone to hear me and I needed someone to understand the struggle that I was in. And then so I kept talking and I talked and I talked and I talked probably too much. And I talked to people that 
arguably a lot of people say it's toxic to talk to friends about it. And it is, I guess. But if you don't have one, the awareness that you need to go to therapy two, the means to go to therapy, three, the access to therapy, what are you going to do? So that's what I did. I talked to my friends too much. I love you all that listen to me and still are my friends. And then I realized a lot of people have heard my story. A lot of people have given me suggestions and insight and all this other stuff to help me progress in my life and hopefully get quote unquote better. But that it was foundational to being able to move on to the next step. So I did that. But then there was a time in my experience where I was like, this is not going to be enough. I can talk my bloody butt off. I can tell you all the things that are wrong with me. I can tell you why it's happening. I can go in and in and in and in and in and in and in. And I can tell you all of it. Sure, it might not be eloquently stringed together. I might use very bland words that don't make sense to a lot of people. But in my head, I am verbalizing what is going on. So now what? And this is what happened. At least it happened to me. Again, this is my experience. I know a few people that have had crazy lives. And I mean that like with the most love that have had these same experiences. But I also know people that haven't got to that point yet. So this is the point that I got to. It was, I know everything intellectually. I know all the solutions, but yet I can't do them. I know how I got to where I was. I knew why I was here. I knew the biological, the psychological, the physiological. I knew everything. And I mean everything, ladies and gentlemen, like everything. And here I was stuck. And people knew I knew everything. People heard my story. People knew about me. And I was just here. I had done everything that I thought I needed to do except change my circumstance. So I acquired all this information, all this knowledge, and then it just started to take over. And that's where the shame and the anger and so much sadness came piling and avalanching onto me. And then I went into a year of depression. This was only two years ago. This was only two years ago. I had a thriving business. At least I think it was pretty thriving considering where it was at, where it started, what my background was, my expertise, my experience. People loved me. They loved working with me. I had like pretty good friendships, I thought, anyways. And it felt like I had been and done everything I was supposed to. But yet, I was still the same Amy, still the same mentality, more or less. Well, not quite, but I just didn't know what to do. And then I realized that I needed to get into action. I needed to figure out how to take all the knowledge that was in my head and finally help me feel somewhat better. And it was so hard. It was absolutely so hard. Like I can't, like I feel it in my heart. I can feel the feelings that I felt. I can feel the, the disgust with myself, the shame that I piled onto myself because I couldn't do what I was supposed to do. And that leads me to my next point. And this is going to be hard to hear for a lot of people. It was really hard to hear for me for, the, for, like, for a long time. And I don't even know who told me this. I just remember one day being like, oh, I kind of get it. Is that 
beneath all of the mental health struggles, beneath the depression, the borderline personality disorder, the schizophrenia, all these things, there is a belief system there that doesn't have to do with our mental health. It's been exasperated by it. The experiences of our mental health have definitely contributed to how those belief systems pan out and show up in our lives. But that is not a part of our mental health. That is part of the, I'm not going to go too crazy into psychology, but ego or fear-based personality or whatever that we are. And those belief systems do impact how we take care of ourselves. I did not want to ask for help from a doctor, from literally anyone, including myself. I somewhat stubbornly was like, this is how I am and I need to feel good this way. And this is kind of contradictory because I do believe that you are perfect, perfectly imperfect exactly where you are. Every human being is exactly where they need to be in this current moment. You're learning the lessons that you need to do and all that stuff. But the old version of Amy thought this. I can't accept help. So I'm going to stay exactly where I am because, and this is subconscious, and this is took a lot of therapy to figure out, because I, one, have suffered for so long, I don't know how to be anything else but a mental health illness sufferer. I don't even know the political term. I don't know. Crazy person. Again, I'm allowed to say that. I've got like a trillion mental health illnesses. Second, who is going to change the situation for me? Who is going to be the person that gets me from this life of that I don't feel as comfortable or happy or what I want to what I want to be? No one. Absolutely fucking no one. Let me tell you. No therapist, no doctor, no mom, no brother, no, no son, no dog. They'll help. But at the end of the day, it is the relationship that you have with yourself that affects all of your mental health. And that is scary because the relationship that we have with ourselves is muddied and murky by our mental health illnesses. We don't feel worthy. And then all of a sudden we get depression and now we feel even worse because we can't do this and that and this and that and this and that. Same thing goes for anxiety. Same thing goes for everything. And when you realize that in a way that is empowering and not limiting can really change everything. I can't tell you the exact moment because I feel like this has been nine years of just like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> but there was a moment that I, there was a day that I woke up. There was a day where I, you know, started walking every little bit and tried to meditate, failed miserably, but tried to meditate where I felt like I had reclaimed the agency that I had lost in my mental health journey. And that's a lot of the reason that so many mental health professionals talk about getting into action. Because we lose so much agency as human beings in this illness. 
And this is something that happens in a war. This is something that happens in severe conflict where the quote-unquote victims lose the agency, which means the power to do something empowering more or less. And that's when they lose faith in being able to get better or to regain some stability in life, some balance. And that's the real reason that I talk about stuff that you can actually do. It has nothing to do with trying to shame people. It's not, it does nothing to do with trying to be like, well, there's a better way, like do this. And sometimes, I don't know about my content, but I do know that sometimes that people say stuff with the good intentions. We need to remember that we read things the way that we see the world. So if we're angry at ourselves or at other people for not being able to do certain things or or how they broach certain subjects or how they decide to show up in the world for themselves and other people, it really comes down to understanding that that is actually an indication of what you need to look at inside. And that's scary, really scary. And it's something that I believe is integral to this healing process. So back to the meditation and all the actionable things. So for everyone out there that's dealing with stuff that cannot do this, please know that like I have every bit of empathy for you. I have been there for so long, for so long, and it it was what I needed. My body needed to incubate. It needed to rest. It needed to regain some uh, chemical balance. And although my brain was telling me all these things I should do and making me feel bad that I wasn't doing them and all this stuff, I do know that that inaction was part of my process. But there's comes a point where there's lots of people that decide, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit there. I've been heard. I've been understood by other people and myself. But now I want something else. And that's where I feel my expertise lies. There's so much I want to say. There's so much I want to express. And it's so hard because I know that whatever I say is just not going to mean what I want it to. But we are all the same. And we were all in this journey together. And yes, our lived experiences are different. But at the core, I truly believe this, at the core of every human being, the same five things, I just made that number up, exist. We are all love. We all want to live a happy, balanced life. We all care about other people, regardless of any of their minorities. We thrive on physical activity, and we're meant to be in community. Those are the five main things, other than being heard and understood and all that stuff. But to me, those are the five main things. When you think about how we evolved as humans, we were very active. We would walk 20 hours a day to go to the river, maybe not quite that much, but there was a lot of walking, a lot of walking. And that allowed to keep the oxygen moving to our brain, which allowed us to be centered and balanced and not super crazy thinking that a pterodactyl was going to swoop down. They didn't have dinosaurs then, but you know what I mean. The fight or flight response. What can we learn from the old times? exercise, being in silence or meditation, and being in community, because that's all there was. 
They didn't have the other stuff. They didn't have social media. They didn't have these ridiculous societal pressures because there was no real form of mass communication. Yeah, like within the family units and the communities that they were in, there was influences. But it wasn't as contradictory as it is right now. So that was a long ass little rant, wasn't it? But I think the message is important. We are all in different areas of mental health as mental health influencers. We are all in different areas of our journey. And there are people out there that are ready to hear everyone's message. As a mental health practitioner in training, because I am a becoming a counseling psychologist and I'm in my program right now, being able to recognize this is the most important thing that we as people in this space need to do. And I thank you for listening to me unpacking this for you because I really didn't know what this episode was going to be about other than that I was triggered. I really had no idea. And I think I got a message across because I had no outline, kind of just went off the cuff. But I do believe that, as Jim Carrey says, depression, anxiety, borderline personality disorder, all these things are so real. I've lived so many of it. Our experiences are all dressed up differently. Our emotions although I believe boiled down to pretty much the same ones, they all present differently. And the way that we contextualize and take in the content around our diagnosis and the solutions to it all are differently different as well. And while some people may view that as a shaming thing, there's other people that really need to hear the scientific backing of exercise in a way that helps calm the nervous system. That being said, at the end of all of this, I do want to say one thing. There are a lot of mental health, maybe not mental health, but a lot of wellness practitioners that, from my understanding, again, this is quite contextualized, may not know exactly the depth of some mental health illness struggles. Maybe. I could be assuming. So they say, drink a green juice. And everything will be better. They will say, I don't know, meditate for 40 minutes and all your pain will go away. It's not the case. That's not the case. But it will help give you a fighting chance. And that's what this is. This mental health process is a fight. It's a big fucking fight. And I'm trying to give you the armor to be ready for it. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.damone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you. (music) 